Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. God bless you. It's a holiday weekend, but for some of us, it's like and because... What else is new? We're staying home, right? But hopefully you're going to get a grocery delivery or go to the grocery store and have a fun little barbecue at home. And if you don't have a barbecue, your oven can do some pretty amazing things. So make it a fun holiday weekend. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord today. And I want to talk for just a few moments about light. If you guys have ever played a game of hide-and-go-seek with a toddler, it's really entertaining because they're just starting to grasp the concept. Imagine just a cute little chubby toddler. Typically, they will hide in plain sight and close their eyes. They think they are hidden because their eyes are closed and they can't see anything. They no longer see the light. They see darkness, so they think that they're hiding. They think that they're hidden. How quickly we learn to associate not being able to see the light with hiding in the darkness. Light is a powerful thing. What does it do? Well, for one, it eradicates or puts an end to darkness. Where there is light, darkness cannot exist. And there are some people that are still vacillating, still deciding, choosing to have one foot in and one foot out. Maybe they like the idea of God in heaven, but they are just still clinging on to sin and things that do not serve them. The Bible says that no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to one and despise the other. That's Matthew 6, 24. 1 John 1, verses 5 through 9 says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, him being God, and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And then verse 9 goes on to say, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I think some people make following God way more complicated than it needs to be. People allow confusion or getting bogged down into details or the idea of tradition or religion or whatever you want to call it to keep them from seeing the light. Or maybe we're worried about what he or she or what they will think. John chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 says, In him was life. And the life, excuse me, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. 
I love the King James Version here. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Another word for comprehend is to understand. There's a lot of people wasting time trying to explain or justify their path towards light with when their family members or friends are living in darkness. And you wonder why you have pushback. You wonder why when you commit to a life of serving God that your friends and your family may look at you differently. Maybe they talk to you differently or talk about you differently. Well, the darkness cannot, does not, and will not understand the light. You have to step into the light in order to comprehend it. You've got to step out of darkness in order to see the light. They don't know until they know. But when you get a taste of this, the light and love of God that has no limit, it's unconditional, we didn't have to earn it, and we certainly don't deserve it. Once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, there's no going back. Amen. Sin will never be able to satisfy you like it did before once you've come into contact with the light. Jesus is the answer to every uncertainty, question, problem, or situation. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life the Bible tells us in John 14, 6, and only true freedom is found in him. True freedom. You know that thing that you think has a little hold on you that you tried to shake and you just can't get rid of? Jesus is the answer. Nothing can have a hold on you. Jesus is the answer, and true freedom is found in him. Do you guys ever really stop and think about it, meditate on it? The fact that an invisible God loved us so much that he came in human form to walk among us, and he paid the ultimate price for our sins. Do you ever just stop and remember that? Jesus loves us so much that he came to die for your sins and for mine. He died even for those that will never even acknowledge him or recognize the gift of salvation. John chapter 15 verse 13 says, Greater love hath no man than this, than to lay one's life down for his friends. We have a friend in Jesus. We have a father in Jesus, and he is all that we need. Okay, so just make sure you're listening. Our first point today was that light eradicates darkness. Point number two, light gives us the ability to see clearly where we are going. I don't know about you, but I've tried to use the restroom in the middle of the night, and I smashed my toe because I didn't want to turn a light on. Well, I didn't want to turn a light on because I didn't want to wake up. Well, now I'm awake because my toe has its own heartbeat because I smashed it, right? I have to have a light to see where I'm going. Jesus is our light. Amen. He lights our path to see clearly. And people that stumble through life cannot see clearly the path or the direction that they are intended to go. John chapter 8 verse 12 says, Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So how do we get the light? Question of the day. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet 
and a light to my path. We have to get into his word. Jesus is his word. You know how some people say, well, better to look at what they do than what they say. People can say one thing, but let's watch what they're doing because, you know, sometimes it's different. I'll believe what you do over what you say. Well, Jesus is what he says, and he does what he says, and everything always lines up. So Jesus is his word. And some say, we've all said it, oh, the Bible's just too hard to understand, all those big old English words, I can't. I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Baloney. If your hero, let's say, a famous actor, or that all-star Olympian, or basketball player that gets paid multi-million dollar salary per year, wrote you a letter, and if you didn't understand that letter that your hero wrote to you, boy, you'd bust out Google Dictionary, wouldn't you? And you would make sure to Google every single word so that you clearly understood what this letter said. Why? Because it's your hero. Okay, well, now that you understand that, let's really stop and think about this. The creator of the universe gave us a love letter. That 66 chapters long, excuse me, chapters, <laughs> 66 books long, Genesis to Revelation, don't worry about reading it to understand. Read and search the scriptures to learn more about him. Get out Google if you need to and figure out what it's saying. And you better believe this is how God works when you take the time to open that love letter called the Bible called scripture, called the living, breathing word of God, and you really sit down and try to learn more about him, know this, he will reveal himself to you between those pages. Amen. He will speak to your situation right where you're at, and you're going to go, I never saw this this way before. It's new inspiration. It's the living word of God, meaning whether you pick it up today or you pick it up five years from now, it will always be relevant. It will always be applicable right now, right where you are. It's the living word of God. It's the greatest love letter ever written to man. Always get into his word and don't waste the opportunity to do it. He will bring understanding. So if he's going to bring understanding, you better believe that every morning when my little happy alarm goes off, I'm picking up that love letter. That's how I start my day. A little bit of time with the creator of the heavens and the earth. Okay, point number three, and that's our last point for the morning. Light allows things to grow. You're like, uh, duh, we know. Well, it does, and I think it's worth mentioning. My grandpa was a green thumb, like you wouldn't believe. His backyard was a lush paradise of sugarcane, banana trees, rows of fresh vegetables, a fig tree sweeping the driveway, and blackberries growing along the fence. It was the best produce you could find. There wasn't anything that he couldn't grow. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> I have a hard time keeping anything. I can barely get myself out of bed in the morning. You think I can keep a little plant alive? I don't think so. But common sense even tells me, who can't keep anything alive, good luck trying to grow a plant in a dark closet. You have to let the light in. If you want to grow, if you want to be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday in constant pursuit of the master, you have to let the light in. 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When Jesus Christ lives in you, you will become a vessel of light so that people can see what God is doing through you. Because it will blow people's minds, and it's like, yeah, believe me, on my own, I'm incapable. But with God, anything is possible, and all glory goes to him. It's all for Jesus. And this little light of mine, you better believe I'm going to let it shine. God bless you all. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.